Kapow. Kapow. We're not recording at the same time, and it's weird. Yeah, I on my way home from work, I like our second episode that. ever of doing that. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> noticed that, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Like, I probably can't take as long after work before we start recording because Mark's <laughs> at like the same time I am. So, like, I can't just start recording at ten o'clock my time and like not worry about how late that is for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not worried about being up late. It's more just like. You know, my the mom goes to bed super early. Yeah, so yeah. so I'll see how this turns out. And maybe next week I'll, like, move my recording stuff into my room, just like the microphone and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might work out better. Yeah. Because then that's two walls at least away, so I don't need to worry about that. Okay. Uh, we can also, like, switch to recording on a day that's more convenient for the two of us. Yeah. In this situation as well. Yeah, we'll just see. I mean... Um, yeah. I'm open to playing it by ear. I mean, in fact, there's... Well, no, this would be a terrible idea. I was going to say, we could record in the morning. <laughs> why is that a terrible idea? Yeah, I have ideas why it is, but why do you think it is? You wouldn't be your usual self. What do you mean by that? <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. You'd be a real You'd be a real grump most of the time. Normally, what I'm the grumpy mean? one. I'm a morning person. <laughs> I love getting up early. <sighs> Okay. I think you'd be even more of a grump. I no, think I'd, I'd be, be fine. just the little ray of sunshine that I always am. I would be fine. Okay. His history shows me that recording before noon doesn't work well. <laughs> Have we done that before? Um I doubt it. We've recorded like in the middle of the day and that's typically probably fine. Yeah. Um but we've done it a few times with Oh, hack out of oh. necessity where we're trying to line up everybody's schedule and it's like, okay, we'll record at 11 a.m. Mikhail's time, which is 10 a.m. for Jack and 8 a.m. for me. <laughs> mm. And like they end up fine, but you know, some, it was some people are just less animated and. Yeah, it just, yeah, I think we, we didn't do it for a very long time because like our second or third time trying to record we did it like that during college, and it was just such a rough conversation. I don't think we ever did anything with it because it was really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, in theory, we might we should probably do more often than we do, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> nah. No, well. Yeah. I suppose I suppose there's two ways. There's kind of like a half empty and half full way to look at our show, which is, you know, you pump out a hundred episodes. Once a week, or you know, over you put on an episode once a week, you reach a hundred episodes. Not everyone can be terrible, but obviously, not everyone can be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But what can you do other yeah. than keep on trying? Gotta keep on keeping on. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple things mm. on very unrelated notes. Exciting. So the first one is, I think this is a reference to last week or the week before for sure. Um, Based on popular demand from our strong listener base, I have officially decided that I will be attempting to make ginger beer at some time in the near future. Mm. I don't have exact dates on when that will be starting based on like grocery store trips and like when I get all my 
equipment properly sanitized so that I can actually use it for this. Because mm-hmm. um, some of it is being used for other random projects right now. So in the near future, you will get updates on... I'm not going to say me making ginger beer. I'm going to say me attempting to make ginger beer at this moment. Um, I mean, what what but, you make will be defined as ginger beer, assuming that you put the ingredients together. Okay, I guess I'll... I'll edit my previous statement. I will say that I am will be attempting to make edible ginger beer. There you go. That's better. That's that's the real the real uh linchpin there is the the edible word. See, my comment on this has nothing to do with your attempt that's coming in the future. I'm sure you'll do just fine after an iteration or two. I have complete mm-hmm. faith in your ability to do this. Wow. That's what nice I to what hear. I am disappointed in is all these people taking unofficial routes to provide feedback. We have official <laughs> routes. People should make use of them. It's really disappointing, okay. I must say. I'm I'm sorry, Mark. Go tweet at oh. us. Send us an email. I'll let them know in the future. You should. So the- no, I'm letting them know right now. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Listen okay. attentively. okay yeah as mark said people do better i guess like we have expectations on this podcast they're not very high but they will we have them (laughs) see i feel like they're already too high i thought we were maybe shooting too high by hoping people would respond in some method and now we're like dictating certain methods they have to use well if someone's going to take the time to respond they might as well do it correctly oh geez mark i think we're going to end up on choosing beggars pretty soon no, or, never. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah that's, what it, that's what it is. But I don't think this is a choosing beggar situation. Okay. Um, well. Uh, but no, the the, ish, the reason that I have this issue is that it is good to compartmentalize your communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm bad at that. I know. Or maybe I'm really good at that. I think other people are bad at it. It's not your fault if someone texted you or whatever they did. Maybe yeah. they maybe they Snapchatted you about it for all I know. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever used the calling feature on Snapchat? Um, Accidentally once and then I quickly tried to hang up as soon as I figured out what was going on. Okay. Because I didn't even know it was a thing when I first accidentally did it. Yeah, I've never tried it. I don't know if there are, like, caveats around it. Like, can you only call or video call someone for, like, 10 seconds at a time? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Why do they have this functionality? I Honestly, I don't know. I feel like it's probably just, like, I don't know. I'm not even going to say things because I know nothing about it. Hmm. Because I don't think I've actually, like, ever connected with someone via it. Yeah. Because, like, there's just... Snapchat doesn't seem like the place that I would do that. I feel like I have much better methods on more reputable, more reliable, but <laughs> yeah, somewhat <laughs> platforms. Also, I got this thing like with everything going on right now, I feel like I'm having like more video. I hate the word video chat, first of all, but I'm like video chatting with people more often. Mm-hmm. I think mainly because like others are more willing to do it now. Yep. I've always been wanting to do it, but it's easier to get others to now. But I really hate doing it on my phone. It makes mm. me so frustrated. I 
far i find like doing it through my computer far superior because then i can like have it on a table and then i can have my hands free i hate having to like freaking mm. hold something at an angle that looks at least somewhat half decent with decent lighting yeah I think and like it, just I think hold it, it there i think it depends on what the nature of it is um i would say that i could go either way between phone and laptop just because there are times where it's easier for me to do it on my phone or at least i like having that option mm-hmm. um but I, I in general i agree the worst option for me is my ipad which is what mm. i've gotten stuck with every once in a while because to actually set it up you want to set it up in landscape but then the camera's on the left yeah and then <laughs> and it's, it's like super awkward. awkwardly yeah. placed yeah <laughs> uh yeah i guess i mean whatever i mean the only people that i that i video chat with any frequency outside of people from work is aaron and so then Mm -hmm. it's just sort of like whatever i happen to be on at that time yeah you know so like one time we were like oh let's use zoom and play like pen and paper games and then it's like well then i'll be on my computer because that makes it easier Mm -hmm. um but you know there are often times where it's like well i just want to be like sitting in a comfortable place like out on my deck or something and that's not a great place to use my laptop with a not very bright screen to video call my phone's just gonna do a better job at that point Mm -hmm. so but but that's a fair point i i agree with the sentiment in general yeah but i think i think the bigger issue is always the other person people who don't seem to get where they are or just anything about their general atmosphere on a video call. <laughs> God. Like test your audio folks, check your internet, check your lighting. I mean, I guess enough people don't uh, enough people are bad check at it that angles. nobody cares. Check your angles. That's also like... that like people who like all you see is like their nose and up or yes. like that's that's I, the one I that just, gets like, me. I can't even do that. Like, like I I'm the type of person who, when I know that it's coming, like, first of all, if you're calling me out of the blue on video chat, I'm not answering. <laughs> like, I'll text you back and say, like, hey, call me back in five minutes or something. I, I, need, to go, I need to go address my vanity. I, I need to, like, go assemble boxes or books or something <laughs> to place whatever I'm device I'm choosing to use this with at a height that is suitable for hands-free use of this service i'm definitely not that into it like i literally have boxes sitting right next to me for that express purpose (laughs) well not for that purpose only but like i also use them for podcasting so my computer is up above my microphone level so i'm not like craning my head down or something Mm -hmm. but that's good yeah Hmm. because just like it's yeah or the the people i find the worst are the the walkers on their phone the people in like a in like a zoom meeting or like a a group on zoom or something who are just like walking around with their phone it's so distracting okay i've definitely never had that uh at least not in work oh like does this happen at work or is this just like friends of yours that you don't want to call out except by this clear indictment <laughs> um do you want to edit something out so i can tell you honestly or do you no, i'm not do you... gonna edit anything so okay, then I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> okay. No comment. 
<laughs> I'll tell you about it after. Okay. Because um, I think you'll find it funny. I'm sure I will. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, for me, the one thing that's been on my mind, I watched a Vlog Brothers video. Um, if you are familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, I think it was Hank Green posted near the start of the whole quarantine situation talking about how to kind of properly set yourself up for video conferencing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew the basics, even though I can't necessarily always follow them. Like in my, in San Diego, my room, there was no way to get a light in front of me. It just wasn't doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most I could get was like a kind of uniform lighting as best I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that I've noticed that is good is to mentally divide up the frame of your camera into thirds and put your eyes in line with the top third. So if like you split, like if you were to draw lines, you have your Like uh, on the view eyes. of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, put your eyes so that they line up with the like the yeah. line splitting up the top two thirds of the screen. Mm-hmm. And that'll just, like, it, it looks the most natural for whatever reason. It's just, like, yep. a good target to hit. And so that's something that I try and do as best I can. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, so many people are uh, not great at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why can't people just be more vain like you? <laughs> the world would be a much better place. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See, everyone needs to be more like me. <sighs> yeah. Okay, quick, can I just hop on to the other tangent that mm-hmm. is unrelated that I was thinking about? It was a mathy type thing that just Ooh. came up this week in my life that I stumbled across that I thought maybe you would know and find interesting or have insight to. Are you familiar with Bezier? curves yeah that's how you make a that's how you typically make um uh you do vector drawing is with bezier curves yeah i i was just like stumbling around on youtube and like watched some random mathy video and i have no idea why i don't even remember what the video was about on what it was Mm -hmm. but like i suddenly saw this thing and they were talking about bezier curves and i had like this moment in my head where it clicked with me of like connections in other areas of my life. Hmm. And the biggest one was on CAD programs. They very frequently have like, I or I would say, I guess on more like parametric, like engineering shape based CAD tools. Mm-hmm. They frequently have a more organic quote unquote organic type line drawing tool and you select your few like bounding points of the curve and it just sort of like draws you a curve and gives you like these little handlebars that you can use to adjust the curve Mm -hmm. and i was just it just like it hit me like one of those freaking um v8 commercials just like a palm to the forehead (laughs) like oh my god those are just this is just them like making bezier curves that's wild yeah i mean so this this is the thing with bezier curves is like I technically mathematically understand them, but I'm terrible at using them because I never have to. Yeah. Um, the most I can do is a, um, a one one thing that I used a lot for making diagrams is a 
what is the technical term? Um, I forgot what the technical term is, but it's more or less like a a Bezier curve with just three points. So you make a start and end point and then one bounding point in between. Okay. Um, and so that I use that a lot for drawing like naturally curved arrows and diagrams or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one that I have like a pretty good grasp on. Um, yeah. And then the the other form, another weird one is a cubic spline, where mm-hmm. you, uh, unlike a Bezier curve, where you have like the sort of bounding points with those handlebars, mm-hmm. um, you typically just select several points, and it will interpolate a polynomial between them, more or less. Yeah. In, in like a specific way, and so that's another weird one where you get some. This is this is in a specific language actually. So like you pick the points and you can't like all you can do is adjust the points. It's not there's no GUI to like manually mm-hmm. adjust the curve. You just kind of have to mess around with it until you get what you want. Yeah. So yeah, they're neat. They do look nice. Yeah. I'm glad that you learned. Yeah. It was just like one of those moments where it's like something that I've interacted with repeatedly mm-hmm. and I'm intimately familiar with, but like now I understand the name of it and it makes me just like feel so much cooler and more smart. Well, I'm glad to hear it. But I will probably, outside of this podcast, never say the name again, because that's a real way to need to put money in the D-bag jar. Nah, it's fine. Actually... There are way worse ways. That reminds me again. Are we allowed to say D-bag, like the actual words? Or is that a... I, I'm not sure forbidden... I've made that decision. I would... If you that's have why to, I'm if asking. You have, if you have to ask, then you don't Then do not do it. That's the, na- yeah. that's the name of the game on this podcast. <laughs> Okay, because my backup comment, or not comment, comic for tonight was going to require me to say those words a lot, so I decided not to use it. Require you? I think that's a really strong phrasing. You don't have to do anything. It was specifically about that concept, so. But there's so many other synonyms. For D-bag jar, like it's a thing from a TV show that was stated as that specific thing. Okay. So like, well, whatever. Anyway, you didn't, you wouldn't have to actually say the word if you didn't want to. Yeah, or if but I, I didn't want, want you. to. I would want to. So well, that's the whole point here. That's but a good on thing that you made note, a different choice. It sounds like we're going to be uh, transitioning to rabbits against magic. Correct. By mm-hmm. Jonathan Lemon. So we've got we got a mad or we've got a magic. Gosh dang it! I'm an idiot at this time of night. We got a rabbit who is throws open the door to the appearing to be the rabbit men's bathroom, uh, and suddenly it jumps to him quickly walking out of a stall, washing his hands. Walking over to the paper towel holder with his moistened hands, tearing the paper towel because it has been weakened by the moistness of his hands, and then quickly walking over to a list titled, Things People Should Invent. The list, now that he has just written on it, includes towel racks that dries towels, transparent toaster, sarcasm font, Waterproof paper towels. So he wants to invent waterproof paper towels because he tore them because he doesn't know how to intelligently... It looks like he was pulling the wrong direction on the paper towels and that's why they tore. I don't think it's the water's fault. 
I don't know. It looks like he had two hands on two corners, as the diagrams tend to tell you to do. Yeah, except the the lines emanating out from the tear points seem to imply to me that he was pulling sideways and not away from the paper towel holder. Or mm. like in the logical direction from a paper towel holder, which is down. Maybe the paper towels had weird perforations on them. The world may never know. If that's the case, the problem isn't waterproof or non-waterproof paper towels. It's stupidly designed paper <laughs> towel perforations. No, I wonder not who... the case. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Caught myself at the last qu- second before asking a stupid question. <laughs> that's okay. There are no stupid questions here, Grant. Uh, Only stupid okay, answers. Oh, I was going to say, there's no stupid questions, but there are certainly less intelligent ones. Are hmm. we thinking about things people should invent or something? Well, my first question is, of the things on this list, which is the one that you would want the most? Um, Probably sarcasm font. Hmm. Um, but I, I feel like it wouldn't be a font. It would be like a, a, I don't know, like a styling, like what are italics underlined in um, bold and stuff? Like are those stylings? Is that, or those... Is that a typeface? Maybe? Or is it? Cause I, I think know. a typeface is a specific like part of a font. Yeah. Cause I think that's what would be more important. Like, cause you don't want to start a start. I keep pronouncing it wrong a sarcasm font right emphasize it wrong because like you don't want to be talking at all sarcasm i think the more useful oh i got that totally mixed up font is the more specific version and a bunch of fonts make up a typeface oh so times new roman italic would be a font times new roman would be the the typeface I feel like computers have messed that up. I swear that I was taught that that was a font. Well, that's because people, you know, font is just easy. Yeah, it's just easier to just say that. Hmm. Interesting. I guess the people who made Microsoft Word were not pedants. Yeah, clearly. Or maybe the pedants came later. Yeah. But clearly rabbits against magic are. Or mm. is, or Jonathan Lemon, I guess, is. Or maybe they're mistaken, and they do, and they do want, um, and they think that they want an entire font, or an entire typeface, and they called it a font. Who's to say? That that, that could be as well. I guess we're just assuming at this point, and we let's, all know what that. Let's, let's tweet it. <laughs> Are we going to do that? No. Um. I suppose we could actually. Maybe. Oh, let's find out. In your comic from December 3rd, 2017, we were curious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's no way you'd <laughs> did you respond to that. Did you know the difference between a typeface and a font? If so, we can congratulate you. <laughs> Yikes. I um, The thing I have to say about this list that uh, they have of things people should invent, I'm guessing that all of them... Or all of them are something that people have actually invented, but nobody uses because, to me, they're all things that, yeah, in a moment you think, oh yeah, someone should invent this. But in reality, like, even if someone has invented it, with I'm, which I'm pretty sure someone has, like, no one uses it for very re- 
for very like reasonable reasons. Like towel rack that dries towels, it's probably like going to be required to be more expensive than most people want or more cumbersome than most people want. And thus like no one uses it. I'm sure there's a transparent toaster that exists, but I bet it's more expensive than people are going to buy a freaking toaster for. I don't know. Let's find out because I might buy one. If, if we get a membership program, we're buying a transparent toaster. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not wasting our money on something like that. Okay, so the first image that I see is just a, basically a toaster oven. Um, but there, there are different there are different versions of this. There is a toaster that is exactly like a toaster, except with just like a viewing window. Mm-hmm. Um, there seems to be several of those. One is $250. One is 38 See? One is 38 <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh, this is a fun restaurant supply one. Let's see what this deal is. Um, <laughs> and here's another really fancy one. All right, so here's a a vertical toaster, 10-second pass-through time, two-sided toasting. Ooh, um, would you like to Christ. guess the price? That's going to be expensive because that's a fast pass-through time to actually get toasting happening. It is a contact toaster with 10-second toast cycles Wait, with a continuously moving conveyor. A contact toaster? That's what it says. I need, after we're done recording, I'm going to look at the technology of this. Like Buns there... contact the plate so the inside surface will caramelize and toast. Or platen, platen? Platen, I think. Platen. Platen is dual-sided, so buns can be placed in the front and back. Um, adjustable dial thermostat. Okay, you want to guess a price on this one? I'm guessing it's like 600 bucks. Mm, close. Uh, 2300 Oh, yikes. But this much better one is... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this, is this not... A, okay, is this just a, a concept design? Oh, that's a shame. This con- this concept design is basically like two pieces of glass between which you could p- fit a single piece of toast and just a power yeah. button with a po- with a heat dial. Mm-hmm. That'd be neat. Yeah, and I'm sure it's like possible to make, or at least somewhat reasonably possible to make. Mm-hmm. But no one would actually buy it because there's other limitations that people don't think about. Yeah. Hmm. It, would you buy a sarcasm font? Mm. Because fonts are things that you can buy in many cases, or have to, depending on what you're using them for. Like, like if I could just buy it for a reasonable sum of money and, like, with absolutely no hassle, it would just exist in every part of my life, yes, I would. Mm. Um, what if you could I, only I buy it? I understand that's not realistic. Yeah, what if, like, you could only buy it for, like, uh, iOS or something, and no other platforms? Mm, Like, when I'm buying it for iOS, can I use it on, like, Gmail? Yeah, let's say it's, like, tied into the keyboard in iOS. I would maybe do that, assuming that, like, there's no, like, compatibility issues with, Mm, like... But of course there is. See, and then I wouldn't. You can't embed like, fonts into emails. I don't. Well, maybe you, no, you can't. There's no way or you even can. Like, even like text messages or like, like now Twitter need, DMs or something. This. Do fonts embed in Gmail? No, they they definitely don't. Or maybe Gmail. 
But like, I'm just thinking about times like how emojis work across platforms. Yeah. Because if I some send someone some a certain like iOS emoji, it'll look different on their end. I know. Yeah, even if it's sent in Gmail. Yeah. And so I'm guessing that fonts don't. Yeah, that's fair. Or maybe fonts Mm. do. I don't know. Maybe emojis are different. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to like use my very basic understanding of these. At at, at a quick search, I'm pretty sure that they would not embed in Gmail, or at least you couldn't really use custom fonts in Gmail anyway. Yeah. Which would be the downside. And then it also, that would extend to like iOS or whatever. At least I know on the Android side, like you can just change the font of your um, entire message app. Oh. Not to me- not to mention that most messaging, uh, unless you use like the new like RCS services, you can't use like rich text anyway. Like you can't boldface yeah. in a text anyway. Mm-hmm. That's sent over SMS. It's just not supported. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Sarcasm. What do you think a sarcasm font would look like? Ignoring the comment that provides a link to one that I haven't actually looked at. Okay. I I don't know. I I feel like it would just be pretty much like. Very similar to italicizing something. Like when I think like, about like italic comic sans. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> like when I think about making like implying that something is sarcastic, I often contemplate should I just put this in italics? Like, will they get the point? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I like the. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but the style on Reddit is to uh, do like almost like an HTML tag. So when you're is done it with backslash the backslash sar- X S or something S yeah when you yeah. when you are done with a sarcastic comment you do backslash S I kind of yeah. like that as like I, it doesn't help in the in the moment but also that's kind of the point of sarcasm is like it becomes sarcastic at the end when you understand the whole thing in context exactly like yeah some people do change their tone of voice you can tell it right away but you don't necessarily know where it's going mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I think that that's that works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Well, that like almost ties into. I feel like someone told me at some point, which m- might be a complete lie, that like <laughs> at like English used to have a bunch of other punctuation marks that people would commonly use. Yeah, and, like the interrobang. Yeah, I'm sure. I bet you were the one that told me about this then, because I don't know what that is, but I'm sure it is. Can you guess related. what it is based is on the, the name? It's either the sarcastic punctuation mark or it's like the seductive punctuation mark i don't know what <laughs> intero bang like come okay. on okay intero do you know can you guess what that part means no i don't know what that means so Within? intero comes from interrogation so the, inter- the interrogation mark is a question mark and then a bang is it like an aggressive question mark yeah, so the bang is another name for an exclamation mark. So an entire bang is just a question mark with an exclamation mark kind of put through it. So it's mm. like a question mark with a vertical line down through it. And that's mm. the equivalent of writing something like question mark exclamation point when you want to show that someone is incredulous or something. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing that doesn't really exist anymore, um, even though it totally should. Okay. I think I like the towel rack that dries towels myself. I'm sure it exists, and I'm sure it's it doesn't work as well as you'd hope. I don't care. It's better than something that doesn't dry my towels. 
really? I don't know. I feel like living alone. So maybe my thoughts are not representative of most people, but like having a towel rack that dries my towels is a problem that I never have because I use them once a day. I mean, and yeah, but like, like it would be cool. Then your then your towel is like guaranteed to be like warm and dry the next time, no matter what. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds nice. I feel like the twenty four hours in a non humid room is like almost a guarantee for me generally, so I mean like it is, but you could like maybe it would be an automatic thing, so it's like, oh I always take a shower at this time of day. So it's automatically set to run like right before your shower so that you get like a toasty towel right away. How much are you willing to pay for this? I bet I can make you one. <laughs> I mean, I'll I see could. see if I can make profit margins on I, it. I probably could do with like an Arduino and a blow dryer, but. <laughs> yeah, that's the same lines I'm thinking of. So like how much are you willing to pay for me to do it for you? Um, can I make I a know. profit? I don't know. How much does an Arduino cost? <laughs> Or a Raspberry Pi. Don't uh, I don't know. I don't trust your programming much, skills. I feel like I would be the one to do this. Are you kidding me? This involves like <laughs> the combination of both programming and mixing something with the real world and like real world products. And so you send me them. your you send me your hardware. So you send me your hardware solution, and I will write the software for it. How much you want to pay for my hardware solution? I don't know. I'll pay for the products and the shipping and $10 worth of labor. <laughs> That's not worth it at this point. Also, <laughs> like you still haven't given me any guidance because I was going to dictate how good my solution was based on the amount of money you're willing to pay for it. Well, and the profit ten, margins $10 worth, for. $10 worth of labor amount. So I think that probably pays for the blow dryer. So I said I'd pay for the materials, whatever materials yeah. you need. So that, that includes like the blow dryer and everything. Yeah. So I'd and pay so for like, all the materials, including things that you needed to pay for, to, you would need to make the $10 worth of labor thing, right? So you'd need to get the materials that would make it so that, you know, however much you get paid, let's say you get paid the equivalent of $30 an hour, give or take, right? Pre-tax. So I'm paying for 20 minutes of your assembly time. Oh, yikes. Let me do this in 20 minutes? Do I get paid for, like, product <laughs> searching? For finding all the hardware? Hmm. You I'll clearly have never built a 3D printer because you would know how much the hardware, like, searching time is. Oh, we're not making a 3D printer. We're making a blow dryer that can be attached to a towel rack with a Raspberry Pi taped onto it. <laughs> yeah, but they are surprisingly related. Also, like, <sighs> like are you wanting, like, an articulating blow dryer like are we gonna no, no, no. I only have one towel motors? yeah but like one blow dryer have you ever used a blow dryer do you understand <laughs> yeah, the like I used a blow dryer to seal a popcorn ceiling once oh my god <laughs> have I ever told you that story no it was a day before my aunt was visiting from France for Christmas oh and our and we were cleaning and we were washing a bunch of sheets and the washing machine flooded and it started like it was up oh, you know Jesus the washing machine Christ. is upstairs in the laundry room and it started you know seeping and we didn't you know know this until one of us went downstairs and we're like hey there's water dripping from the popcorn ceiling yeah um, oh no. and so took a bunch of buckets took some blow dryers um tried to dry off the ceiling with towels and then like blow dry it to attempt to seal it up big yikes 
Yeah, but we did it. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I would have... Oh, God. I'm... Yeah. I can just imagine if that had happened, like, in my house growing up. The, yeah. the level of stress of everyone involved would have been mm-hmm. just almost traumatizing. Oh, I mean, it basically was my mom left for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. Okay. Uh, Grant brought a speed bump by Dave Coverley. We have an elderly gentleman sitting at a breakfast diner um, wearing the outfit of many elderly men of a kind of kind of hey. scratch, scratchy, itchy sweater with a collared shirt popping out from underneath it. And he has his breakfast menu and he's looking up at the waitress who is holding a pot of coffee with a, a pen or pencil in her ear. And she is saying, and what kind of banter do you want with that? I got light. I got light, witty, or rye. So I got two questions for you, Mark. Mm-hmm. First one is, what does rye actually mean? Because I don't want to Google it. Um, I think it's I think it's along the lines of like ironic and dry. Okay. Makes yeah, sense. I'm pretty sure. I think it's I think it's a bit more of an ironic thing. But now, now it's one of those it's one of those many words where you're like, you kind of growing up get a feel for the word, but you can't really define it that well. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of why I asked because I was like, I think I like know what uh-huh. this feels Use, like. Using or expressing dry, especially oh. mocking humor. Wow, you were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Well, All right, question number one answered. Yes. Question number two, I think, leads to slightly more conversation, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. What do you think about banter, Mark? Is banter something that you, like, think about in your daily life in any way? Like, having banter with another person? Do you ever think of your life in that way? Hmm. I'm going to take that as a No. <laughs> No, no, I'm not. No, I, I'm just giving it a little bit of thought. I, I'm sure not in the same way that you do. Um, but it's something that comes into my head. Like there are certain times where I know that I'm about to enter a situation that requires banter. Mm-hmm. And once I start thinking about it, then it's a bad spiral from there often. Um, oh, like what do, you, what do you mean by it's a bad spiral? It, like? It's like it's the only way that I can liken it is to something like playing a sport where once you have enough time to think instead of react, then often things don't go well. So, like, with a banter, I know that I am a pretty good, like, conversationalist if I'm just sort of thrown into the situation. But if I have time to, like, you know, get anxious over it, then it often is not great right away. Mm-hmm. So that that's like my relationship with banter, and when I think about it, it's like, oh, I'm I'm about to enter this situation, and if I have too much time to think about all the people that I will have to have idle conversation with because I don't know them, then I'm gonna be uh, nervous. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> but I think I think that I mean there is a difference between banter 
in the way that I just kind of phrased it of like, which is more like small talk with strangers versus banter, like what we do at the start of every episode, (laughs) which I think is also banter. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe this entire thing could be considered banter with a little bit of guidance. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. What, what, What were you aiming at? Like, what is your thought about it? Well, I I wanted to start by asking you about what you thought of banter because like I know it's kind of a like it's a word it has a definition but I feel like a lot of people have different feelings about what it means and by hearing your thoughts of it like I think we have at least somewhat different impressions of banter because mm-hmm. um, I think like in general in terms of this podcast I think one of the goals that like when we have really good episodes, I feel like those are episodes where you and I, I would describe it as like, we have really good banter. Like mm-hmm. we got like a quick back and forth. That's like kind of witty and a little bit mean, but like in a loving way. And like you're poking fun at each other kind of, but within good, acceptable boundaries that everyone's comfortable with sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And so like, I think that's, that's a place where like, when we've got good banter, we got a good episode going. Um, and like, I don't necessarily equate banter with good conversation in general. I feel like good conversation and having banter are like very different things to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, like I had a really great conversation with a couple of my friends over the weekend, but like there was absolutely no banter going on. Cause it was like a more deep like introspective conversation about like who we are as people and like mm-hmm. what that means for our lives in the world in general and stuff like not not bantery type conversation topics but like mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like so, banter so is like very closely related to flirting but not the same thing hmm. that's fair so so this is my follow up question is would you characterize banter as being surface level or is it more is it more about the content or is it more about the i guess personality of the conversation i would say it's most about like the i guess yeah you could say personality or like the feel of the conversation for sure it i think it has very little to do with actual content okay that's kind of what i figured and i agree with that um but it's something that, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to decide how much I think about it because I feel like I definitely think about banter more than you in my daily life. Just like in, in those terms? Yeah, in the terms that I just, I think about the thing that I'm talking about in the terms that I describe more than you think about it in the terms I describe because you don't think about it in the terms I describe. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's... Uh, I'm trying to think of good, intelligent places to go with this. And I'm trying not to too heavily rely on just putting in banter because like I could put in banter, but banter isn't <laughs> inherently like it's, it's a weird line. Cause like, I think often when a conversation has banter, I tend to think like, Oh, that was a fun conversation, but I don't necessarily think it was like a valuable conversation to have. Hmm. Um, and I think in this, since I at least at times strive to have somewhat more good conversations and not just like meaningless banter filled conversations. Cause mm-hmm. as a listener, 
I feel like that could get even more boring than we already tend to be. <laughs> Zinger. Hey, yo. Uh, yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, because that's why I was asking about content versus like personality, because, you know, the more that I get to know someone, I think you and I are similar. Most of our friends are similar in this way. Like the banter can cut very deep. Yeah, and it can you know, be closely. If, if, if the setup mm-hmm. is there, then it can be like real to the core, but still be like extremely lighthearted, even though it's still just yeah. like, oh wow, that was a, that was a real thing. <laughs> yeah, one of those like, oh wow, you just made a joke about how you're gonna but, die about alone how- and no one will ever love you, but like it's still kind of banter because it wasn't that mean. <laughs> but like it could have been mean if someone else had said it with a very slightly different tone. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, I get what you're saying with that for sure. Uh, oh, I well. Know. I strive to have slightly more banter in my life. I'm trying to get better at it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, because I, I think like banter can be really fun and like it's a really nice thing to have around. Mm-hmm. But like I also really struggle with having banter with people. And this ties back to your comic over like electronic media that – remove tone and like facial expressions from the Mm -hmm. conversation because i feel like they play into banter quite strongly that's definitely fair i've uh, i have all but removed attempting to be witty over text yeah i try i tried it for a very long time and every once in a while i'll still stick my toe in that pond but it's a it's often a rough go of it, even with people who I have texted with and have known for a very long time. It often does not land very well. Yep. Hey, I just got a text message. Hey, should I reply hey. to this with sarcastic attempts at banter that won't come across well? Totally. Just make sure you use asterisks to okay. denote italics. Uh, okay. Oh, shoot. Okay. Maybe and that might a be a bad idea. And a emoji for sarcasm. But... <laughs> oh, was it a more serious uh. text? <laughs> Uh, I just saw the person who it is. It might be more serious. I don't know. We'll oh, see. Okay. Gotcha. I'll try it no matter what. <laughs> I'll deal Sounds with good. the repercussions just for you, Mark. 